We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be kicking off a series. This series is meant to walk you through the skills that we teach at Smarter Parenting. And we're going to go skill one by one all the way through for those of you that haven't explored our website yet, because I know that we've got many, many listeners that don't get a chance to really see our lessons in full. The goal with this series is to be brief. Ideally, by the end of it, I'd like you to be able to go through and listen to this set and quickly learn and get exposed to all of the different skills that we use. Having that understanding of everything that we implement in Smarter Parenting can help you learn the bigger picture so you can start to weave these skills together. In most of our coaching sessions, we are taking that. We're taking these skills. We're teaching parents how to integrate them with one another and be more effective as you implement them as a whole in your home. So today's episode is kicking that off, and we are starting with the ABCs of behavior. The ABCs of behavior are just a quick little acronym to help you remember that there's always a reason. Behavior is a form of communication, and so you want to remember it that way. When you have a toddler throwing a tantrum, that's communication. When you have a teenager that's ignoring you, that's communication. These are all different things that our kids are doing in order to convey a message, and sometimes de-encrypting that message can be a bit of a process. So learning your kids' patterns and their ABCs of behavior can help you start to dissect that. That is one of the reasons that this is a primary tool that we teach before going into all of our other skills. We start off with the ABCs of behavior because you have to have that perspective as you approach these behaviors. Many parents are looking to reduce or eliminate frustrating behaviors. Without taking the time to understand them, you will not be able to reduce or eliminate them. We need to focus on replacing our behaviors with other things, and sometimes that can be hard to come up with, or sometimes parents are trying to replace them with the wrong thing. I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, my son, he, we have a puppy, <laughs> and he was going over and petting her while she was eating, and he's learned, and we told her that that's not okay. We're trying to teach our kids the habit of not uh, approaching a dog when they're eating. As adults, we're also trying to train our puppy not to be aggressive with her eating. And so that's a little bit of a balancing act because he sees us do it sometimes. And so he's curious and he wants to try it out. Um, So as adults, we're trying to train her not to, and we're trying to train him also not to approach her while she's eating. So the other day I was in the kitchen and I kind of glanced over at just a moment where he was kind of moving away from her and I couldn't quite tell if she was eating or not eating. And so I asked the question, is the dog eating? And he stared at me like he did not understand or compute anything that I said. And I was frustrated and juggling a couple of tasks. And so I repeated my question, is the dog eating? And in his little five-year-old brain, he's processing, am I in trouble? Should the dog be eating? Should I be touching her? What's going on? And he's trying to come up with the right answer. I just want an answer to the question because I was just trying to understand what was going on. I wasn't even trying to correct him. I just wanted to have a clear picture so that I could make sure everybody was safe. And so I said again, is the dog eating? And he looked at me and said, no. And then I walked over so that I could see her. And there she was sitting there eating. And so my son earned a consequence for lying. And I had him go and take a break so that we could talk about it. And so he moved over. He took a break. And a minute or two later, I went over and I practiced with him. And I was doing a role play about not lying to me and telling the truth. And by halfway through the role play, he looked at me and he said, I just didn't hear you. And I laughed and and I just kind of thought to myself, I'm jumping ahead and I'm focused on 
making sure that he tells me the truth when really I saw in his eyes that whole time that he wasn't really focused on what I was saying and he was thinking other things. And so the fact that he wasn't computing or hearing the question that I was asking, even though I repeated it over and over again, it makes sense. And honestly, it seems really accurate. And so we paused where we were at. We finished off that role play just to kind of focus in on telling the truth. But then we focused more on how to stop and ask me to repeat the question or how to stop and focus. And for my son, he's about five years old. And for many of the kids I coach, um, we work on developing some skills of stopping and focusing and just being able to bring their brain to the present and who's talking to them because sometimes that's, that's a hard action to do. And so our skill of telling the truth and our skill of stopping and focusing are two completely different things. And they were both applicable or could be applicable for the scenario that I approached. But because I didn't take that time to really break down and use the ABCs of behavior to understand the antecedent or what was going on, um, I, I was focused in the wrong direction. And when we refocused in the other direction and we worked on stopping and thinking, um, he was more responsive and understood that role play. It made more sense to him for the situation that was going on. And he did better with it, honestly, for the next hour or so because we did that practice. So that is one example of how ABCs of behavior can really make a big difference in the way that we approach things as parents. So ABCs of behavior is simple. A stands for antecedent. What's going on before? Now, sometimes we need to have big picture antecedents, like what's been going on in the last month? Are they, you know, overall having a more depressed mood and isolating more and those kinds of things? That can be an antecedent to what's going on and um and in that moment and trying to take in kind of a bigger picture. We can also dig for the antecedent and why they're having a more depressed mood and they can kind of branch to one another, but you can also look at a more immediate antecedent. Right before I walked in the room and my child <laughs> knocked over the cookie jar, they were climbing up on a chair trying to get to the cookies because they wanted to eat cookies. And that might be an antecedent as well. So I need to have a good balance of both. And sometimes as parents, we get too focused on the antecedent that we want to drive through. Lying is a big example for that. So in, in my situation that I just gave before, my son's experimenting with some lying. And so it's something that we're practicing in our home. But sometimes as parents, we want to drill in and we're really focused on the fact that our child is trying to lie to us. They want to manipulate us. They want to pull one over on us. And oftentimes that's not actually the antecedent. The antecedent is that they really do want to pet the dog or they really do want a cookie or you know whatever the lie is about. They really do want to stay out later with their friends. And so it's important that we balance that and, and we understand that the antecedent isn't always the agenda that we want it to be. And we need to really take an objective perspective to what's going on that's causing the behavior. What is my child communicating to me? Now, B stands for behavior. And understanding and dissecting that behavior is best done with the skill observe and describe. And that's one that we'll do next week. So with observe and describe, we want to be able to really focus in on what exactly am I seeing and being objective. And so when I'm identifying my child's behavior, instead of using, you know, really loaded words like manipulative or um, deliberate or, you know, um, even disrespectful, sometimes the, those words are too vague and they don't address what exactly is going on. And if instead we can be more objective with our words. You wouldn't make eye contact with me. You shrugged your shoulders. You stomped your foot. You knocked over the cookie jar. Any of those things are really clear and objective descriptions of behavior. And we want to use that when we're trying to identify what's going on. 
Then C is the consequence. Now, consequence, remember, can be both a positive thing and a negative thing. In our cultures, we often like to associate consequence with a negative thing. And so instead, I want you to take more of a broad perspective with that and remember that a consequence can be positively reinforcing or negatively, and we need to factor in both. Sometimes the consequence is that the parent doesn't respond in a way that teaches the child how to change their behavior. I'll give you an example of that. I see a lot of kids that are whining at their parents while we're at the store or out in the community, and it's frustrating. And a lot of parents get frustrated over a whining behavior. It it is exhausting. If your child is whining and you're responding to them to give them what they want or answer their question, then you are reinforcing that behavior of whining or having a whiny tone because you are giving them that consequence or outcome that they're looking for. Taking the time to then complain at them for whining doesn't then work because they're achieving their desired outcome. They're receiving the consequence that they're looking for. I'm looking for a response. I chose to whine at you. You gave it to me anyway, along with a lecture on not whining, but you gave me what I was looking for. And so if you really are wanting to change that behavior, then you need to stop giving them that consequence or that outcome that they're looking for until they can change the behavior. And that takes a lot of work. It's really hard to do. But passively, as parents, we often reinforce or give in to a consequence that we're not wanting to, but that our child is looking for simply through something like that. Now, consequences can also be intentional. Many parents will use consequences as a tool to teach their children to behave differently. And that gets complicated. So we have a whole skill on being effective with our consequences and how to decide on what an effective consequence is and and different tools for that as well. And so we're going to get into those skills and tools later. But these are the ABCs of behavior. And I want you to start reflecting on them and breaking down the behaviors that you do like to see what's the ABC of it and behaviors that you don't like to see what's the ABC of it. An easy way that you can do this and try it out for this week is to make a chart. Make a simple piece of paper and divide it into three columns. Put A, B, C and start to track the behaviors that you like and dislike in order to understand better what your children's outcomes are and and what they're reinforced by. Doing this and writing it down on paper, being intentional about doing it over just a couple of days, can really bring up your perspective to what you're working with and really helps parents start to understand where are areas they want to work to improve and where are areas that they feel like they're doing really well. This can be a great tool to start you off, especially as we're doing this mini-series. So I challenge all of you to do that. Take a piece of paper, divide it in three columns, A, B, C, and start learning more about your child's behavior. I hope that you enjoy diving into that. And next week, you're going to look forward to some of the skills that we're bringing you um, that will help you understand what to do about it. So this week, start by understanding what's going on, and we'll get started on teaching you more about how to handle it. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.